Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well this evening. I see we have Richard and Ruth on. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, tonight is um, going to be my last show with uh, Goldilocks, and I have a lot of things coming up with the new year. Um, as you can tell behind me, everything is vacant because I loaded up the U-Haul today and I am hitting the road again. So um, I'm a little tired, but I'm happy to be here. Uh, if you want to know where I'm going to be and what's going on in the future, I do send out a monthly newsletter. So please reach out and let me know that you want to be added to that. You could either email me at wellnessmary at gmail.com or you can go to my website and fill out the contact form on there. Um, and I'll add you to the list. And I don't bombard you. Um, I don't have time to put out a lot of newsletters, but I also don't feel the need to bombard people with a bunch of stuff in their, their um, emails. So I keep it to a monthly one and uh, it'll show you the events that I'm doing and where I'll be and anything exciting that's going on. So I do ask you all, if you want to continue to stay in touch and follow me, please reach out and let me know that. Thank you. Um, tonight, I do have a very special guest for my last show, Gita Rash. Um, I've met her, I guess it's over a year ago, um, doing an event in uh, Allentown. And we became quick friends. Um, Gita is an author. She has published three books and Tonight, she is going to talk about her newest book, which I recommend highly, Dream Your Reality. It is loaded with all kinds of information. Um, it's fascinating. She has so much knowledge. Uh, she's a certified fitness instructor. She's an actor. She's an astrologer, a visual artist. She's also a psychic medium. And I'd like to now welcome Gita to the show. Hi, Mary, and hi, everyone. I'm Hi, so Gita. Excited to be here. Yeah, Hi. I'm excited to have you. We spoke about it for a while, and then it we it did, kind of we did. yeah, yeah, and I got you in under the wire. Um, that was that all kind of came around kind of quick too, because I I thought I was going to do November, and then I'm looking at everything going on. I'm like, no, I got to stop. I can't spread myself <laughs> that thin. So tell us. I know more about you than my audience does. So please tell us a little bit about your background, where you, how you got to where you, cause you've got so much. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have a clue that you were an actor. And then you mentioned that you were in the orange is the new black. And I'm like, wait a minute, I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> you saw me with Spy as an inmate. I was in four episodes. So always as an inmate. Yeah. 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 So, so give us a little background. Well, um, I started off as a good student, you know, got my master's degrees, couple master's degrees. And then I was doing the usual thing, trying to have a family, get married, do all that stuff. I did get married, try to have kids. But in between all this, I had a near death experience and I was fairly young and that kind of opened me up to so many different dimensions that I never even knew existed. I knew I was psychic as a child because my dad had pointed it out to me because I had shared some stories with him. And, um, you know, I was about eight years or so when 
he put me on the right track without explaining too much. He said, um, it is your heart speaking to you, which I thought was a beautiful way to explain to a young child what psychic yeah. phenomena was about. And so I knew I was psychic. I knew I would get messages and I knew that um, I, I'm a very strong player audience. So I knew all that stuff. But when I had the near-death experience, it was like opening me up to other dimensions, you know, the fact that consciousness still stays, you know, very deep, meaningful things because it was a brief encounter on the other side, but it was a very deep encounter. And I still remember it like it happened yesterday. What age were you when that occurred? I was 30 years old. And um, of course, I almost lost my life in childbirth. I lost my son. And he's the one who helps me from the other side as well. And I yeah. dedicated to him. Um, so I was going through the rat race of life at the time. I had a very good job. I was doing well. You know, it was all about attending conferences, making numbers, and so on and so forth. Um, but after that experience, it completely changed my life. I mm. said, I, I, I changed the way I was thinking. And that also changed the way I did things. My whole life changed. I mean, I still worked for a while, but I started to get more into tarot. And prior to that, I studied astrology for fun. I played with tarot for fun. I never yeah. did it seriously. But after that experience, I started taking more I started taking things more seriously. I started to learn. I started to open up. And um, I took. I read a lot of books. I took some classes and um, became a professional psychic medium, reading for friends at first, friends and family. But then I started doing fairs and, um, you know, doing charts for people and so on. And here we are today. Yeah, yeah. I think we all start out that way with friends and families doing mm -hmm. readings and building it up and getting stronger. Exactly. Um, what type of astrology do you do? Do you do tropical? I do. Um, I started the tropical. That's where I first learned. Um, but I do sidereal astrology, which is based on the young. Mm -hmm. And it's more technical. It's more deep. gives you more information. There's more than 50 charts. So go figure. Yeah. 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 It, it fascinates me. I've always been drawn to that. And now I, I, I've gotten more and more because I've had other astrologer guests on and, you know, some do this one and some do this one. And it's like, wow. And, you know, years ago, I never even realized there were so many different aspects and right. different types to look right. at it. it. It's fascinating. And then I'm reading your book and I'm like, Oh, I want to learn more because you 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 talk about the palm reading in here, and I'm like, yeah. wow, I didn't know there was so much involved. I always let it. They just looked at a couple of lines, and I'm like, oh, I want to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first um, modality. Actually, was palmistry. So started, did you grow up in India? Yes. Yeah. So India. and uh, that stuff is seems to be more accepted there. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a great promise. He had a lot of books and I studied the books and, uh, you know, he encouraged me to study along and I was reading for friends and family by the time I was 11. Wow. So wow. that's where it all began with promise. Yeah. 
So that is still my first love. Whenever I do a reading, I will always ask for the hand of the person and take a look oh, at it. Fascinating. I may sometimes add on, I may sometimes not, but I always need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's probably like a second language for you starting so young. It is. And uh, the fascinating part is that, again, with palmistry, there's so many different kinds. Yeah. Yeah. There's different, you know, variations yeah, we... and stuff. And uh, I'm a stickler to what I do. At the same time, I try to incorporate other modalities, too, and make a little bit of my own story, with, even with palmistry. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Kim Ed just joined us. I want to say hello to Kim. And she said that she is just learning palm reading. And she said, thank you for your time and sharing your gifts with us today. Oh, you're welcome, so, Kim. Yeah, yeah. So, and Kim, you you missed that. Um, I think that Gita's here. We're going to discuss her new book, Dream Your Reality. And she does have a section in here about the palm reading. Um, but it's a whole lot of other stuff. I mean, I was really... I think the title kind of throws you, like, I kind of had, like, a, a different idea of what it would be about. Really? But it, it ties it all together because you, you give, you know, the sections of all of it and how it connects to the to dreams. But I'll let you talk. <laughs> I'm just excited. So, that, so that's what I did in the book is I tied palmistry with dreams and astrology as well so this is this mm -hmm. is my spiel on how i do psychic readings is i kind of add everything together and then sometimes put my own interpretation to things and it works for me yeah um it's it it, it really does all seem to tie together you know it's it's all connected we know that we're all energy and then you do the chart and it's around the moon and then you know when you think about all the things that cycle with the moon the tides and everything if people don't get it that we are all connected and there's like there's definitely makes sense to watch and follow all this absolutely um, yeah 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 so um you have two other books also, correct? Yeah. Um, the first one I wrote was um, a cookbook because I used to also teach cooking classes at one time. And a lot of my students said uh, it was Indian cooking and I was taught French cooking. But a lot of the my students wanted something simple, you know, because cookbooks back then. Now on the Internet, it's a different story. But cookbooks back then, more than five ingredients. And, you know, one of them suggested I write something simple so they could just do it. You know, anybody could do it. And that's how that cookbook came along. Mm -hmm. And then after that was a long hiatus. And then my second book is the Oracle deck, the Mahabharata Oracle. And again, this is uh, very unique as well. It's not like every other oracle deck based on just the one word that the card represents this is based on a very old story um, it's placed at five thousand years or more so each card represents a character and it comes with the guidebook and if you pick a card the character in the book tells you their story and you can apply their story to problems in your own life oh so, interesting so did you design the artwork? Because I know that's another one of your talents, many talents. Right, right. So uh, I designed them and it was created 
by a group of artists. Um, this is a long story because when when I created this deck, I was going through chemotherapy and I was too weak to create, paint the whole thing myself. Mm-hmm. So I still worked on it while going through my treatment. In fact, uh, the divine inspiration came while I was going through 18 months of treatment. Yeah. Wow. So it's not only near death, losing a child, but you also battled with cancer. Correct. That's some amazing power you have there. Strength. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And it's, it, we, we go through these things in our lives and it seems to be when we get the, the big aha moments or guided to do and create or messages out there. You know, nothing is in vain unless we choose not to look at where the gift is within what we're we're struggling through at the time. I was so weak. You know, my sister had to hold me by the computer and I would type because the download was coming so fast and quick and I wanted to do it, you know. So weak as I was, I did it during that time because it was a, a divine inspiration. And yeah, and you are an inspiration. You Thank know, you. It's like, you. well, you're sharing your story, and there's people out there that could be going through exactly what you have gone through, mm-hmm. and you give them hope because you have the strength and you're here and you've accomplished so much in your life. Uh, I spoke with a woman yesterday morning, and. Um, you know, it's if you if you're so focused on the why me and why is this happening and all this negative, you're just going to get sucked in, sucked into that vortex mm-hmm. of that negativeness instead of looking at you know oh woe is me and say okay right. why is this presented? What am I going to learn from this? What's coming in because of this? And it, it flips everything around as you very well know because that's how you live through what, the things that you have gone through. Yeah. Right. I know many people, like you say, get sucked into the vortex and they become victims. Mm-hmm. Yes. They become victims of their own creation. Yeah. Because yeah, or um, other outside elements, um, you know, family members are going through an addiction or something and, and you take it on as your own and you get too sucked into all of that. You right. become a victim too. It's how you look right. at things. Right. Um, can, Kim asked a question, um, would cancer show up on your palm? Illness would. I don't know if it would be. Right, specific. right. So um, does illness does show up. It, that is indicated by your health line. And, mm-hmm. and here's the funny part. Having the health line is not a good thing. So an absence of health line, Kim, you can celebrate. Yay, okay. moment. You will go through life pretty um, pretty trauma-free, I would say. I don't think anybody has nothing going on. Right. But some people have a lot more issues going on. So um, your health line, which I I don't think I mentioned in the book because it's not part of the dream cycle yeah. of health, but I may have just touched upon it. I don't think I really described it in detail or, or um, explained any of the signs on the helpline, but basically the helpline, if it is present, should be without any breaks or cuts. The more damaged the helpline, the more um, issues, health issues that will present themselves. 
So is there a, because um, Kim had asked that about, the, you know, a book for, for Palmistry. Is there one that you would recommend or are there several out there? Um, or, or are you going to write one? <laughs> uh, probably, probably my, my um, you know, people are always asking me, you know, a lot of publishers always say, well, when, yeah. <laughs> when is the next divination thing coming up? Um, the person that I learned from is, and I mentioned it in the book, Kim, uh, a person called um, Chiro. And um, that's, the, that's the person I learned from because he was the most accurate. There's, and I think he has uh, about four or five books. And, you know, that so, should be a good guy. So to get your book, um, is it, do they get it on your website or is it on? It's available internationally okay. on every book site, including Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, um, also on Etsy, eBay. I have a site, I have an Etsy store as well. You could get it there. Uh, Etsy's store will be a signed copy but basically it's available everywhere, so. So, and you know, you, you mentioned the signed copy. I was thinking, why didn't I have you sign my book when I purchased it? <laughs> <laughs> you were standing right there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I guess because we're friends and we were we were just talking and it wasn't we, like- It was so casual. It wasn't yeah. quite like the others, you know. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so you want to share about the connections of the, the different um, modalities and things that you mentioned in the book and the connection to dreams. Okay. So I believe that um, you can, like the title says, you can create your reality by dreaming. And so I've given different aspects of what your proclivities are. So I explained the lines in the hand, the palm of your, the mounds, the lines, the signs and everything. I also mentioned the astrological chart and you can get a free sidereal chart from a website, which I also mentioned in the book. Mm -hmm. And then I talked about chakras, which I think are very, very important. Yeah. And how you can utilize chakras to encourage your dreams, to recognize when a dream means something serious, like a health situation. That was the inspiration for writing this book, is because it helped save my own life. Yeah. And so I was hoping to share this um, with other people so they can pay a little more importance to what happens when they go to sleep at night and get these stories that are replayed that may sometimes talk about things that are happening in your body, which are manifested or diagnosed much later. Right. So if you were to keep on top of what is happening, understand, understand your dreams, interpret them and know through your chakras, because those are energy centers that are very personal to you. And they get activated no matter what your conscious or subconscious mind is telling you. We work through our energy centers all the time right, right. So i explained some of the chakras what they mean how you can use them i also talk about music and i also 
describe mandalas of how you can use meditation to get mm -hmm. to the bottom line of who you are, how your dreams portray themselves, and how you understand yourself through your dreams. Right, right. So That's how you said. There's so much knowledge. There's just so much in here. I was shocked when I saw the connections and when you brought in the chakras. Um, it's it really is, a, and it's a really um, easy read, smooth. It's it's just. I read it pretty fast for me, even with all the stuff <laughs> I had going on, because I was just like, I, I got to read some more. But and you mentioned in here about the um, uh, keeping a journal next right. to the bed, right. and I recommend that to a lot of my clients as well, because you know people don't realize we're we're receiving downloads many mm -hmm. times in dreams, and sometimes even if you only remember bits and pieces of it get it in the book because if you keep doing that, if you put it in the journal, I feel like it starts to tell a story. Do you agree with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Because it's your dreams are stored in your short-term memory section. So we don't remember what we ate last yesterday for lunch. Yeah. So that's how your dreams are. But the more you practice writing, recording, recalling, going back and reading, rereading your dreams, whatever it may be, even if it's a line or a symbol or a photo or a picture, you will develop the habit of remembering. The more you write, the more you can remember. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I think it's so important to write whatever it is, even if it sounds silly, because sometimes dreams can be very silly. Yeah, It can be bizarre. They can make no sense. They could be just anything. You get, wake up in the morning, you go, what was that all about? Huh? I have no clue. Who is this person? But yeah. you start to write it down later on. When you go back and read it and see how the pattern of your life is progressing, you will start to understand and recognize certain things about your own self. Yeah. And the symbolism sometimes as you so for me, I'll write a dream when I first get up, whatever it is I remember, if it's a symbol, a sign, or, you know, a, a whole storyline. And then later, after I do my prayer and meditation, I journal, I keep my regular journal. And sometimes I'll talk about, you know, write about my dream in my journal. And when I'm doing it for the second time, like the symbolism will click and it'll be like, oh, that's what that meant. You know, it just comes no. in like that. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's something that happens during the day as well. After you write your dream down, you go through the day, and then something synchronistic happens, something repetitive happens, and then you realize, you say, oh, that's why I had that dream, and now I understand what it means. Mm -hmm. so that's something that happens even during the day, the next day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you fall asleep at night, and I don't, re I don't know if you had anything in the book about this, but it's like, you know, a lot of people, maybe you did mention about checking your phone before you go to sleep. Um, did you write about that in there? Or is I this think a I briefly mentioned not to do any kind yeah. of technological activity, whether it's right. social media or TV or um, anything. I did mention that these interfere with your mind and sometimes give you misinformation because oftentimes 
if you're watching a horror film at night, of course you're going to dream of, you know, right. a nightmare. You will, because yeah, that's know. what plays up on your mind, which is why oftentimes kids have the most nightmares. Because mm -hmm. they're all watching some boogeyman or, you know, something that yeah. scares their little mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was very guilty of that when I was younger because I, I was always fascinated with horror and things like that. I don't there know why, go. but I was. My mother used to be like, oh, no, she's watching that again. But, uh, yeah, so, but I, I, I get that, you know, turn off the electronics before you go to sleep. You get a better sleep anyway, but you yeah. don't want to feed because we're, we're bombarded with that all day long. So it's really the time to, you know, listen to like a good meditation type music or vibrational frequency music mm -hmm. to get you in a really peaceful state. So you can dream, for lack of a better word, clean dreams, you know, mm -hmm. dreams that you're supposed to be bringing in and not something that is, is sparked from, you know, outside sources. I actually mentioned how to manifest dreams just before you go to sleep at night. So you can mm -hmm. have that happen in your life. So whether you want to travel, if you want to travel, you're looking at travel places you want to go to. So that will be embedded in your subconscious mind. And then you have the dream and then work on have, making that happen. Right. And you talk about listening to music, the different kinds of music or even just just relaxing just having a warm bath or you know just just being zen yeah. so you could nice mind yeah 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 kim kim wrote um worry manifests your worst nightmares and so that goes right along the lines with what we're talking about where your thoughts are as you're falling to falling asleep is what's right. what you're going to attract in right. so and that in that period of time as we're falling asleep is the time to really start to shift any um, negative uh, program beliefs that we have in our subconscious that's really the time that we want to shift that stuff if you're if you come from like that fear of the lack of money for instance because a lot of people mm -hmm. worry about paying bills and money well that's a mindset so as you fall asleep if you fall asleep with abundance and gratitude and all these thoughts and seeing your bank accounts full, you're going to start to shift that, that subconscious way of thinking. The last 10 minutes before you go to sleep are the most important. You don't want to have any kind of fear, worry, anxiety, or any of those negative things in those 10 minutes before you sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so sad because so many people are, and I'm, um, I know that you see clients and uh, you probably get the same thing, especially after COVID. And I think you've meant, you mentioned that a few times in the book about the, the COVID and the, the pandemic and that how detrimental all of that and the lockdown and all of that has been to people and their thought processes. And I have seen positive people change on a dime with this COVID thing. They've become so negative, paranoid, fearful, anxious. I don't even recognize them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot of that. And it's very sad, but all we can do is continue to do what we do. And hopefully Absolutely. we'll... Absolutely. I mean... Like, 
things come, things happen, but they also go. I mean, I know they say COVID is here to stay, but we can't live with the fear that we can't get on with our lives because of this COVID thing. And it's really, it's like a flu. It's a virus. We right. all, you know, and they've been around since the dawn of time. Exactly. They've had worse things before medicine advanced. Right. And they managed, so we can too. That's right. That's right. It's, uh, it's the, the change knocks people for a loop. Uh, and, you know, right. change is the only thing that's inevitable in life. We're constantly changing. And yet we fear right. change. I know. Why? Because <laughs> we're like, you're not the same person you were yesterday. <laughs> it might not be drastic change, but we we're constantly because we're energy. It's always flowing and, and moving and changing. And it's like it, you can't be stuck. You could be rooted in your faith, whatever that may look like for you as an individual. But other than that, you have to be able to to just flow with what comes and goes because it, yeah it's it's like the moon and the tides it circles around it comes around it changes and you know i had a t-shirt my sister had given me for my birthday and it said i'm like the moon i have phases too you know? <laughs> exactly right I mean, we we go through so much in life we process a lot of stuff and sometimes i often tell people this every 10 or 15 years if you look back it almost seems like another life if you look back it's like you're reincarnating all the time yeah you're the same personality but you're living a different life in many yeah, ways I, you look i look back on my life and i'm like how in i've been on this earth 61 years how have i it's like i lived a million lives in one life right you know, it's like you think about it and it's like, how did I fit it all in? <laughs> exactly. And so that is how we go forward when we look back and see how much we've accomplished, how many lives we have led as in yeah. 10, 15 years. And then we keep moving forward and keep doing mm -hmm. whatever it is that we are inspired to do. Right, right. So I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about that, about the, the inspiration of the lives and how things change and how we can manifest through our reality, through our dreams. Okay, so we'll be back shortly. Okay, so we're back. So let's talk about um, how we can start to manifest more of our reality through our dreams, because we've talked about the, you know, fall before you go to sleep. So what are things that you recommend? Like you, you mentioned trips. Um, what if it's like the new home or more money in the bank or things like that? Are there? Okay, so if it's a trip, um, I'm a travel blogger. I always love to travel. And so 
<laughs> I'm always looking for the next trip. And what I do is, and what I mentioned in the book is, you look at pictures, look at images, look at magazines, travel brochures. You can even make your own artistic version of the beach or wherever it is you want to go. And focus on that before you go to bed. So whatever you're looking at, whatever, I believe that thought is the most powerful thing. It is causative. It manifests, yeah. it creates. Thought is very, very powerful. And so when you focus your thoughts on what it is that you want, as you look at it, that kind of enters your subconscious mind. And then you go to sleep, and for sure you're going to dream of where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing. And then you keep dreaming about that because it's a continuous process. You feed your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind feeds it back to the conscious mind, and you put it out there, you work at it, you manifest it, and it happens. I think right. I mentioned about the wedding. I gave an example of some uh, young person that, was wanting to get married and I, I mentioned an example of how yeah. she I you know she said which is which brings me back to thought um it has to be very clear you can't just say I want a big car that's not gonna right. cut it you have right. to be specific about what car you want what brand you want what size you want the small details what whether you want leather seats or fabric, whatever it may be, be specific to the detail, because that way you will get that information back into your mind. Right. And so this young lady who wanted to get married, she said, I asked her, um, what, what, I, what, what kind of idea, what, kind, what, is, what is your idea of a husband? And she said, anyone who's a good man. And I said, there's a lot of good people. Yeah, yeah. You want to be more specific than that. I mean, you yeah. want to, you know, and then uh, I kind of told her what she had to do. And then she said, she said she had a wedding dress already purchased. And I said, that's great. That's one of the things you need to do or buy the dress. Yeah. And I said, take, look at the dress before you sleep at night. Look at it every day and go to sleep. And she did that. And then she, um, she wasn't getting many dreams and you know we were going back and forth and she was telling me that she started to remember her dreams but there was nothing with the wedding or nothing happening and i said keep doing what you're doing and don't give up that's another important thing is you don't give up you believe in it you believe as much as you're you can and that manifests things and then a year later i think it was about a year um I was teaching at this resort and she was the manager. She was um, the, the guest instructors coordinating person. And she sent me an invitation a year later to go back to the same resort to teach. I love that resort. So, and along with the invitation to teach came another invitation of her wedding. Ah. So she said it panned out and she happened to, get married to the new whoever you know she moved up so whoever came so that, that was that was really fantastic yeah i do think that people um give up too quickly you know they think you know they're going to manifest for a week and it's going to happen right and 
and it's not in our time you know right. it's especially like if you if it if you're trying to manifest a partner or a marriage mm -hmm. well you have you don't know they're planning and they're they're preparing and they're doing their thing before you guys can get put together right so and you have to be very specific i um many years ago i had put made a list of what i wanted in a man and my last long-term relationship he was everything in that was on that list but still legally married even though he had been separated like, okay i need to add um available <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's funny yeah so you really have to be very specific and you know, i mean even you can go right down to like eye color or whatever right exactly as yeah. specific as you can be because that's it's all about thought and about the details and um it takes time i mean there are some things that took me two years, and I talk about that in the book as well. It took me two mm -hmm. years, and I never gave up. Everybody right. laughed at me and said I was crazy. Yeah, but I never gave up, and you know, it, it did happen. So, and that that's and that's how it happens. You have to really believe in it too, believe Richard. In um, believe Richard. in yourself and your power to create, because and that you are worthy. You are worthy of and receiving. deserving. Yes. Yeah. And that you'd be open and receptive to receive. Richard Absolutely. put um, his mom in, and he talked about her new car and it was everything that they talked about, that everything they said, that's what she Fantastic. got. Yeah. I had that with a car one time too. Um, and then Erica joined us. She said, wow, I made a list too. And all of the qualities came true except one organized <laughs> <laughs> did you forget to put that word in erica <laughs> no no she got all the qualities except that one. <laughs> oh, okay okay uh maybe because you put it at the bottom of the list <laughs> <laughs> there can be priorities <laughs> yeah 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 and it, it sounds silly but it's not you know it's it, 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 it's a method it's a method mm -hmm. it's a method to achieving your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't just, you know, write the list or make the vision board or however you're, you're doing this without believing it. You right. know, that's really, you have to trust and believe. And again, it's not in our timing, it's in divine timing. It will right. all come to place when you are ready. There might be some things that you need to take care of personally, some healing, some old um, false beliefs about yourself that you need to look at and clean and move out before you can welcome in Absolutely. what it is that you want to manifest in. So there's, it's work. You have to work at it. You exactly. have to. It, it takes yeah. work. It takes work, but it will lead to success if you keep at it. Correct. Correct. And it's, um, some things if it like with you with all the writing the books and all the all the success that you've had in your life um with your acting and all all of those things for some people it's that comfort zone even though they they want something they can't step out of that fear of, of you know moving themselves from their comfort zone and i know that's one thing with myself like you know, I've said this before on the show that I, you asked me 10 years ago if I'd be doing this or, or you know, giving a lecture in public, I would say you were crazy. Right. But, you know, I needed to get out of that comfort zone to do right. this, to create this 
which I knew that I wanted and I had these gifts to share. And the only way I could do it was to put all that stuff aside. Yeah, I knew it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and believe in myself. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's not easy. Um, Kim says she's very excited. She has a small health line. She had thought about so many times that came that come to me and how I accept better than I never imagined gifts from the universe because that's that I trust. And that's the other thing. You can't have limiting beliefs because it's always, you know, this or something greater because we might be mm -hmm. limiting what we're attracting in because, the, you know, the universe or divine creator has bigger, better plans for us, but because right. we're saying, well, this is all I want. And then, well, that's all you're going to get. We, we kind of get stuck with something that's in our heads. And then, you know, we don't realize that that can change because right. that is what is meant for you. Right. And when it is, when it happens. So when you said that about, um, we get stuck with things in our heads do you feel that what we get stuck with in our heads comes from what we are programmed to believe about ourselves and it not yes. always is about ourselves? Yes, yeah. I, I definitely think so because uh, of course it's society, it's family, it's values, it's sometimes religion mm -hmm. that can keep us stuck in certain ways of how we project ourselves even. Right. Yeah. And it's also the, the happiness, you know, it's it the happiness is inside. It's not the stuff. And, you know, I spoke with um, someone not too long ago and they were like, well, I feel like I failed because I don't have the American dream. And I was like, whoa, wait right there. It's American dream. It's not really, what was your dream? Do you know who you are? Are you connected right. to that? Because the things that, society says we should have and how our lives should look brings a lot of misery to many people you know i've had clients roll up in the fanciest cars who live in the biggest houses and they're most they're the most miserable people because try it's not telling, try explaining that to people i mean a lot of the a lot of times i'm sure you've experienced this people come will come to me and say let me know when i'm gonna hit the lottery and get a couple hundred thousand i'm like you know are you sure you want that? Because you won't just get that. It comes yeah. with the other stuff. Right. Maybe you're not ready for it. It's not a bad thing to, to get a couple hundred thousand. But with everything, there comes what I call a carrier. You know, everything comes with a carrier. Yeah. You can't just take what's on the top. You have to take the carrier that comes with the gift right. and deal with it. Yeah. Do you want it all? Yeah. It's like when I, cause I had my gifts and I was strong with clairaudience. Um, as a child, I had more clairvoyance, but you know, once I got to that point in my life where I realized, yeah, I need to open up to this and this is what I need to be doing. There's no turning back because you do get a big carrier. And the more you go into that spiritual realm and you and you start to open things up and you go into the other dimensions and you see life differently, that you have a big carrier with that because it's mm -hmm. like, now how do you how do you you can't go back? You don't know. And it's like trying to 
live with one foot on, you know, in the spiritual realm and one foot here on this linear life of earth with what's going on. And it's, it's a balancing act. And I, I'm sure you have similar about where you're at. I'm fortunate in that, um, I grew up with a lot of philosophical, spiritual people and background. It was as commonplace as, um, you know, seeing somebody walk on hot coals was not so much of an event for me. So, you know, that's right. And your father was a palmister, you know, so yeah, yeah. And that's not where it's just an everyday event. So there's no real difference for me other than. Uh, what I mentioned early on, being exposed to so many other dimensions I didn't know existed. That that was more of an enlightening experience, awakening experience, but um, I've been fortunate. And um, I grew up with a very, in a very flexible environment. My dad was very broad-minded, even though he was um, technically an engineer, he was very interested in esoteric subjects. I grew up with a large library of books on architecture, art, religion, philosophy, and of course, palmistry, astrology, and many other stuff. So um, I I was fortunate in that. And I I recognize that not everybody had the same kind of Yeah. For me, what I was fortunate about, you know, I was raised Catholic, but my parents were very open to let me explore other religions and other beliefs. And I found that to be a blessing, but the work that I do and and the metaphysics and all that stuff, that was taboo. I don't even ever hearing anything mentioned. I mean, we read horoscopes out of newspapers. Right. That was the thing back then. Yeah. Yeah. So it was not readily, accepted or even discussed or even aware of most people weren't weren't even aware of this other other avenues you know and i didn't start opening up to things until i was in my late 30s i guess when i really start to explore everything that's out there so um but there's just so much and now in this day and age it's you know the veil's thinner things are changing and things are really readily accepted. And you can see that just by the events that we do, um, you know, years ago, to even find someone who did tarot was a challenge, except for right. the lady on the boardwalk in New Jersey, the palm reader. I mean, even Bruce <laughs> Springsteen had a, in his one song, he mentions Madame Murray, but we, they were on every single boardwalk in New Jersey. There was so oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't real palm reading. I mean, it was not like. No, it was just a. Yeah, it was like. Part of the boardwalk hour. fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like, and it was like, woo, you went in earth thing. And it was like, she had her crystal ball and all. And it was like taboo, but it was fun. You paid her $5 and she told right. you if you'd get married and how many kids you'd have. And you're only 12 while you're doing it. So it was a fun thing, but it was only entertainment. Right. And people didn't really take it seriously. Right. So, so what so. is your next um, project? You have something on the lines? Are you in any acting jobs, anything you're doing? I've been busy with writing for magazines. I write for 12 magazines. So, wow. I know, I know. And the deadline crops up so fast. 
and um, I need to repurpose some of my goals and see where I want to be and what I want to do. Um, so that's part of what I'm going through. I, so I thought it was fun doing yeah. the magazines and then now it's like a lot. <laughs> it's work. It's no longer fun. <laughs> so what magazines are they online magazines? Some of them are. Um, there, there's a magazine called Therapeutic Times. Oh, I know Therapeutic Times. Yeah, and Very then well. Metaphysical Times. <laughs> a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I love the Therapeutic Time group, Jeannie and Mary. They're they're wonderful. Right. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm moving closer to that area, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll revisit advertising in the magazine. Um, I, I'm, you talk about manifesting. I'm kind of in this deciding of, of being clear of what it is that I want to bring in. And I, I feel like I want to have a, a, a home base that I can start to see people in person. I haven't done that in, in many years now because I've been all over doing events and, you know, most of everything I do is over the phone and I'm, I'm kind of ready to, you know, put some roots down again somewhere and stay Good. put. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I want to get very clear on what that looks like. Um, there's a, a, a small church where I'm, I'm going and um a couple months ago, a friend of mine, she's very involved there. Um, she, actually, she was my guest on my show last week. And uh, they, the pastor there wants to start a health ministry. And okay. she talked to them all about me before she even knew I was coming back or, you know, oh, wow. considering it. So I'm going to pitch in and help them um, because I do, you know, I have a background in nutrition and fitness mm -hmm. as you have in fitness as well. And, um, uh, so I, I'm like, okay, I'll just clear the cobwebs off of that part of my brain and start to get back into there those. Yeah, but I feel that, that that's really extremely challenging um, now. You know, we talked about COVID and a, and a different thing. But, you know, when you look at what our food supply is like, and, you know, back when I had my practice in Florida, and I did um, fitness and nutrition. I, I would go into people's homes, especially the senior population, and I would do, you know, a fitness plan for them in the home. We would do the workout and they could do it on their own. But I, I used to go into their kitchen and we would read the labels and we would look at the foods they had wow. and you know, I educate them on that. Mm -hmm. So it's like now it's so challenging because there, there used to be the the dirty dozen and the clean 15. And I don't think that really applies nowadays. <laughs> you really have to grow your own. <laughs> but That's yeah, true. so it, it, there's a lot of that area that I'm gonna probably start to shift and go down. So I feel like there's a big need for it. So do you do fitness still? Um, I continue to teach yoga. That's the thing I do, um, you know. I have a good group of ladies that come and, you know, they've been with me for 15 years. Very nice. So Very nice. It's just, it, we started off as a really big group, but um, a lot of people moved. So it's now, and after COVID, you know, <laughs> it's become the dirty C word. <laughs> yeah, 
right? So things have changed, but we still have a steady group, and you know, yeah, it's, uh, we're going strong with that. So yeah, there's that. A, yeah, and you do the events. Yep, I do the events. I um, I'm also an artist, so I uh, do a lot of artwork, and I don't have time to enter competitions anymore, but I used to. Yeah. And so I also contribute to Artistic Magazine, my art. That's part of the what I mentioned before. Um, mm -hmm. I make a lot of small pieces like mixed media and stuff. I also make a lot of um, greeting cards. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I make greeting cards uh, from scratch. And so there's magazines like Somerset Studio and uh, other stuff that I also contribute to that so i i'm sure you, you did this fabulous artwork on this cover um it was actually done by one of the publishers you know it's beautiful who, thank you i love it you you look at the, there's just so much going on in it but if you look at it at a glance you don't see it but if you really look at it right you, yeah, there is so much, and it's such a beautiful uh, picture for what the book is about, because it's exactly what the book is. There's so much in there. It's a book <laughs> that you wouldn't think, you pick it up, you wouldn't think it would have so much information in it, and it really, truly does. And not that you get totally in-depth on any of them other than relating them to dreams, like the chakras and the other things that you have in there, but it gives enough that it really gives an understanding and piques an interest if you know nothing about any of it that you, you know, you can research even further because it, you open up that door of wonder, right. and of, you know, the different things. And that's one thing that I really enjoyed about it. Thank I really you so did. Much. Yeah. I wanted then, to, I wanted to give something for everyone. I wanted there to be something for everyone. And so I tried mm -hmm. to cover all bases and, you know, present a smorgasbord. Yeah. Of whatever it is. Because we're all so different and we all gravitate to different things. Right. And me myself, I know how different um how I gravitate to so many other things. And so I thought, you know, for people who may like one thing but not the other, there are choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like is it Kim? She's so much into yes. chemistry. Yeah. Kim. So um, we don't have anybody in the audience today, but you know there are some people who are just into astrology that have bought the book because they wanted to know uh, how they could encourage and enhance their dreaming capabilities. And that's something that other books, other astrology books will not cover. So I try to put something there that is exclusive, even in terms of astrology. Yeah, and you did a really, a really wonderful job doing it. And there's things that you would not, well, I know personally, I would never think that that would help with dreams, you know, and, and you know, I know all about the chakras. I do, I do Reiki. I understand what the energy centers are. But it, the connection that you made was something I never even, it never hit my consciousness, but now it did. And it, that's why I said it expands your consciousness and opens doors of wonder to all these other wonderful things that are out there. And 
you don't see that connection to the dreams and you did a lovely job doing Thank it. You, Mary. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I, I want everyone who's listening. I'm, I'm telling you, I, this really is worth the, the buy and the read the time. Um, you'll get something out of it. Cause like you said, there's something in there for everyone. And it, you know, I, I talk with people, um, you know, whether they're just starting on their spiritual path mm-hmm. and you get, they get excited and, you know, they run into a metaphysical shop and they're buying up this and they're buying up that. And it's like, first get connected and then know what resonates for you because you don't need it all. Because you, you really right. don't, you don't need all the crystals, you don't need all the essential oils, you don't need, you know, it's, you, you really have to connect to your, your, as your father said, your heart talking to you, which I love, which is your soul. And when you connect to that and you know your truth in that way, then you'll know what works for you, what you're, what you're drawn to instead of, oh, I read a book on this. I got to run and get that. And I got to do this. And I <laughs> It's the excitement. It is. It's like a kid in a candy store. Uh, so, so um, Richard sent you a hug earlier. We were talking, and I didn't get it. Uh, oh, thank you so much, Richard. Yeah, I sent yeah, you back thank, my. Hugs. Yeah, and uh, and I thank you, Richard. He said for me to have a great journey, and he sent me a bear hug too. Um, I hope that you all, you know, reach out. Go to Gata's website, um, and you offer your services on the website as well. If someone wants to reach out, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, please visit her website. Um, Tiffany has put it back up. Um, and Kim, thank you. Uh, she also added yesterday she was offered a trip to travel in France. We'll take it. <laughs> and she had she had just gone to the post office that morning for a passport renewal paperwork. There you wow. go. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to France, Gita? I actually lived in France for some time. Oh. I love it. I loved it. It's yeah. It's, um, that that is where I discovered that I wanted to paint. Oh. I had a very epiphanous journey. I was walking in the town of Arles, which is the birthplace of well, not the birthplace, but where Van Gogh spent a lot of his time. And I was walking along the pathway and I just had this epiphanous moment where I said, I want to paint. And I never thought, I I was a doodler and a cartoonist. I did cartoons in high school for the magazine and stuff, but nothing that was fine art. And I said, can I really paint? And like you said, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And at the time, I was having another health issue, so I couldn't do the things that I normally do, which gave me an avenue to paint. I always look when I can't do something, I shift my energy to something else. And so that's when I took a few classes and I started painting. And I was absolutely so astonished that not only could I paint, but people were actually buying my stuff. I said, really? Yeah. So that's where it all began. And, uh, you know, I love France. And, you know, is that Kim again? If you have, yeah, that was go, cool. yeah. you must go. I talk about some, some aspects in the book. Uh, mm-hmm. When I talk about Nostradamus, who is my, my yes. guru. And, um, you know, I talk about Nostradamus and I think a castle of Blois where um, he had a vision 
And, you know, I talk about how the castle is very old, but it has that energy, like the Sphinx, where it can take you to another journey, another time. And right. I mentioned that. And I also mentioned the uh, castle of St. Francis of Assisi. Assisi, yes. yes These yeah. two are the places that really spoke to me. And, you know, I recommend anybody. I recommend this to everybody. If you have a chance to go to uh, the Church of St. Francis of Assisi, it was just such a spiritual place. I mean, it yeah. really was. Sounds wonderful. And you're wonderful. And I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing you again at an, an event. <laughs> so, okay. Many thank blessings. You. Thank you, everyone. Thank please you for being here. Yeah. Please get in touch if you want to follow me and go to Gita's site. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 